Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! Oh! I landed that. Crazy. This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Thank goodness it does. I'm producer Indy. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. What do you, what do you got on the board today, man? You 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 you're getting. I What's love up? what you're writing, though. I think we're getting better and better. You're capturing the spirit oh. of the show here. Oh yeah, funniest thing with faith and optimism. Funniest thing with faith and optimism. That's right. You may have noticed that there is no Daryl today. Daryl is under the weather. It is me, Ed. And uh, Indy filling some holes for us here, filling some roles. But uh, we do have an amazing show that I did not want to miss out on because today's show is called Out of the Bleachers and Into the Arena with Reverend Richard Mirage. What is courage? It is simply the discipline to remain hopeful. We always have a choice to either trust in the overwhelming grace of God working on our behalf or give our faith over to doubt worry and scheme. On its face value, the biblical saying, faith without works is dead, can be taken quite literally. In order to get a demonstration, it will take a combination of trust in God along with outer physical effort. However, there is a more powerful interpretation and application. It is the realization that the works means practicing the discipline of right thought. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to cooperate with God's grace and bring about greater good through the noble and lovely use of our creative imagination and words for good. And during the second segment, Unity Minister and Brave Heart, Richard Mirage, inspires us to live courageously with today's reading, which is Life is an Inside Job. And uh, I love this idea, and Daryl wrote this description. Thank you, Daryl. His spirit is with us. So he said, I like where he says, what is Courage. It is simply the discipline to remain hopeful. And the good news is this is based on the principle that God is ever increasing good, that the God never changes. The reality of God does not change. Sometimes we have to, I've learning, I've been practicing this quite um, vigilantly. And remember, vigilantly, vigilantly means just to stay awake because it comes like a vigil. You know, that's why they call it a vigil. You stay up late, you know, at a ma- if you went to church, I used to go to the, what was it, like the Easter vigil or something. So, because vigilant used to scare me. I thought it was like a very rigid word, and I thought I had to like use a lot of willpower, but really it just means stay awake. So, in this case, I've been staying awake to what am I imagining? 
because this show has a lot to do with the use of our imagination and how powerful that is. Because And Charles Fillmore called that one of the 12 powers. And it's just becoming very practical to me what my imagination really is. I'll be honest with you. When I was younger, I used to think I did not have an imagination. I was, it used to scare me. I used to stay up at night thinking I did not. Ha- it's so crazy. But if there's a saying like fish don't reckon fish can't see the water or whatever. When you're in it, you you can't see it. You know, like you're so. But I really I was I want to I'm in, I'm thinking of someday making a children's story about a kid who th- uses his imagination so he's got such a strong imagination that he believes he doesn't have an imagination, and that's how the 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 story all kind of shows me because what I used to think was real, and I really. Suddenly, I feel like I'm just a beginner at new thought again, because what I used to think was real, I'm now realizing so much of it is my imagination. It, and it, it, it dawned on me one day, if I'm imagining, you know, if I'm, if I've, in my mind, someone's judging me, right, whether it's Daryl or Indy or someone at my work, and they're not in the room, that's me judging myself, but imagining some. You almost like a sock puppet, putting someone else and judging myself through it. And that kind of awareness, which seems quite obvious, but a lot of what New Thought and these principles is actually about learning to see the obvious. Because our mind will take us out of the obvious, which is we are divinely supported, loved, amazing beings. I called Silent Unity on the way over here and um, just to get... I was thinking, what do I want to affirm? And in the past, I might have affirmed, because I was a little nervous about doing the show on my own. What's Daryl going to think? This or that. I mean, these are, like my mind was starting to generate nightmares and projecting them onto the people around me. So in the past, I might have wanted to undo that by saying, I want to affirm peace of mind and divine order between Daryl and I. But a lot of times when I come from that fear, I'm kind of almost reinforcing that the fear is real in the first place. Because that's almost like trying to undo what I don't want. Instead, when I called Silent Unit today, I said, I, am, I want to affirm an amazing show. This is my first time doing it on my own. I have a great guest. And uh, the difference, you could hear it coming through the person who was praying for me. This woman was so enthusiastic and cheering me on. And she gave me, a, a, she gave me the affirmation, I am successful. She said, claim that for yourself. I am successful. And All the work that I've been doing lately is to spend more time in the silence imagining my good. And so while I was driving down the freeway, I started claiming I'm the most successful man on this freeway. And for a moment, I thought, is that egoic, right? But it didn't feel like I was comparing myself to anyone else. That was the interesting thing. So I thought about it more and I realized every one of us should be or could be in a healthy way, the most successful person in our lives because we have one job, and that is to be who we are. So I really, I don't like the word should because it's rooted in the word scold, but ideally I am the most successful person in my life because there's only one person who has the job to be me, and that's me. So I want to be the most successful person at that in the room because otherwise, in the past, I mimic other people. I noticed this lately that I've had a lot of discomfort with feeling joyful when other people around me don't seem to be. And my friend 
some of my friends were showing me some stuff from like Al Anon, this the literature about growing up with, you know, someone who might uh have an addictive personality or you know, like the how that how we can develop this um Oh, like always worrying a lot about what other people are thinking and trying to figure out what they're thinking, trying to make sure everyone else is all right, all right, even if it's at my own expense. And I really want to let go of that because when I do that, I don't, I no longer feel connected to the divine within myself. And as I connect with the divine within myself and bring my own joy, like, like when Reverend Richard used to go to parties in college, they would bring their own beer or indie would bring his own whatever he was bringing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm learning to bring my own joy to everything I do. I, was ta- I texted my friend Josh on the way over here. We often talk about music. I've known him since third grade. And I was just telling him, my approach lately is just get excited about what, drop the story and get excited about whatever it is, period. Drop the story. I've been claiming that I have the best job in the world. And what do you know? Everything about that job has been transforming for me. Because if I don't prepare my mind to receive the good, doesn't matter how much good is there, I won't see it. We have to connect the dots. I have to prepare myself to receive it. In fact, if I don't prepare myself to receive it and I keep asking for it, I'm going to feel bad inside because I'm not letting it in. All that good is coming. My life is amazing. And in the past, I didn't say it enough. I have an amazing wife, an amazing son. I do an amazing podcast. I have amazing friends like Reverend Richard who are coming on the show. I have an amazing friend, sometimes mentor, sometimes just Daryl. You know, you all have him too because of this show. It's, I'm so blessed. And then the kid, the young people I work with, I don't work with them because I think they're flawed and they need to be fixed. I work with them because I wouldn't, I would rather, there's no one I'd rather spend time with, to be honest. I love these kids. So, all right. On with the show. I want to also um, thank the Patreon people. It's basically been, been me uh, recently doing these Patreon Zooms. So if you're listening to them afterwards, I appreciate you. If you're coming to the Zooms, which are on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Pacific time, um, I appreciate you. It's like it's like going to a chiropractor for my mind, every uh, my spirit every week. So I appreciate the time. We had Grace from the UK this week. We had Rhonda. I always forget where Rhonda's from, but anyway, we had a great talk. It's up there on the Patreon, and I want to thank you for contributing and allowing us to be in this studio every week. If you want to send us anything, send it to P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. I got a great card. We got a great card this week from Janet Prince, who's been on the show. She's a prayer minister from Unity of Kanawha Valley, uh, West Virginia. Says, Dear Daryl, Ed, and Indy. I was standing in line at our local coffee house and spotted these stickers. They reminded me of your episode with Terry McBride. I love your show. Keep up the good work, Janet Prince. And the, the stickers. So Terry McBride, if you haven't seen or heard the episode, by the way, you can listen to this anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else, Google Podcasts, or you can hop on YouTube if you want to see what we're doing. We get an amazing high-quality episode from uh, Chobo Studios. Thank you, Indy. Um, so Terry McBride has a book called the hell you can't, the hell I can't, excuse me. And Janet Prince was in a coffee shop. She saw these stickers, which is like a, a cool rat face saying the hell I won't. So she thought about us and she thought about Terry. And so thank you, Janet Prince. Those are great. There's one for Indy and Daryl and I, I'll make sure Daryl gets his and Indy gets his. 
Yeah, they're amazing, right? I love that stuff. Reminds me of something I would have had on my skateboard when I was like 12, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got an amazing contribution and a card from Lois Conklin. It's up in Central California somewhere, I believe. And so thank you. We received that. It says, Happy New Year, Daryl and Ed. My white stone word for 2024 is joy. Be joy. Spread joy. Give joy. Bring joy. Send joy. Make joy. Love to you both, Lois Conklin. Well, we definitely love you and we feel your love. I'm sure everyone else who's listening and watching does as well. He contributed to uh, Chopo recently too. So thank you. Thank you, Lois. Amazing. So generous. By the way, I want to thank Jeff Comfort, who's out there in Kansas City, Kansas. He uploads the audio for us and adds sound effects if you're listening through a podcast app. He's been with us from the very beginning of the show. And each week, he he takes takes us us right into the comfort zone. Okay. Time for a few readings. By the way, if you want to call Silent Unity, 800-669-7729. We all need a little jumpstart in our affirmative thinking sometimes. Sometimes when we've been thinking thoughts for a really long time, it is a blessing to hear someone else who's not under the influence of that hypnotic state because it really is a hypnotic state. We all know we have these mornings where we have this amazing morning routine We do our meditation, our prayer, and our reading, and then we get out the door, and all of a sudden, this hypnotic state takes over, and we're like, whoa, where'd that joy go? For one, know that it's still there, and it's normal to have these kind of mental speed bumps in our day. That's fine. The fact that you do your morning routine gives you a huge leg up on on really yourself. It's it's getting better, better, whether I realize it or not. It's always getting better, whether I realize it or not in the moment. That's, That's number one. And number two... Just like the Beatles song. What is, what's the Beatles It's song? always getting better. Oh, yeah. It's getting better all the time. Better, better. Better. Yes, yes. But having someone pray for you and with you and listening to Reverend uh, Mirage's talks. Unity of Phoenix, right, Reverend Mirage? Yes. Yeah, go to Unity of Phoenix. You can find them on um, – uh, they have a lot of great content on YouTube. Uh, so anywhere – I've said this before. I thought uh, there was a time in my life where I thought it would be extreme to only listen to uplifting things. All, How can I do that? I got to pay attention to the news or what? La, 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 la. I only listen to uplifting things more and more lately. If it's not uplifting, including the people I'm talking to, I do my best to scurry right on out of that conversation or whatever I'm listening to. But listen to the funniest thing. Just keep yourself fueled up throughout the day because it's an ongoing process, this journey. Thank goodness it is because it's exciting. And things are getting better all the time, like the Beatles said. So I got a reading here from uh, Kathy Norman's book. I got her name right. Amazing Sermon on the Mole Hill. I recommend it. The chapter is called Thoughts Plus Feelings Equals Manifestation. This is where our imagination comes into play. We got to get feelings. You can't do what Ed thinks will make you feel good. You can't think about, I mean, sometimes that helps. But when you start thinking about and recognize how divinely loved you are, that the, the very things that you love and desire are wanting to come to you. That's how amazing you are. The whole, like Eric Butterworth said, the whole universe is really geared toward you. And the good part is, the more people know it, the better. You're not taking up anyone else's space. You're just occupying the space through which the divine can work through you. So have you ever wondered why some prayers are answered and others aren't? Why affirmations work for some and some people and not others? Why do we get what we get in life or don't? 
As I have watched people through the years, as well as in my own continual search for spiritual knowledge, I realize that there is one element we all have, but don't always put to good use. It is the fundamental element of the law of attraction. It is what Proverbs 23, 7 means when it states, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If we think emotionally about something long enough, whether it's something we want or something we don't want, it is going to manifest in our world. Feeling follows thought, and we create by feeling. You see, a thought infused with feeling is energy, which in turn creates a vibrational frequency that the universe responds to. For years, Unity has put it this way, thoughts plus feelings equals manifestation. Simple, yes, but not exactly easy. And part of that is, I was... I've been really paying attention to this idea that if the thought doesn't feel good, that means it is not reflecting who I really am. I was going to go do the Patreon Zoom on Tuesday from a certain location. I started thinking about it. I, I, I had a cool vision. I thought it would be a great idea. But then I started walking in. Someone texted me something, and it threw me off. A, I suddenly started thinking, ah, maybe I don't want to do it over here. And part of me was going, but I thought about it earlier, and I thought it was going to be. And I said, but I, right now it doesn't feel good. So let me go sit in my car. I sat in my car, I meditated. Oh, and by the way, on the way there, I was eating my leftovers from Rutt's Hut, which is this Hawaiian place in, in uh, Culver City. And I, oh, I wanted to eat my leftovers, but I did not have a fork. Oh my God. So I'm driving and suddenly I'm dangerously searching my car for a fork. And I'm getting frustrated. I go, dude, look, look at the way you feel. There's going to be a fork. Let it go. Let God give you the fork. You are worth the fork. And you are worth driving safely. I pull into the parking lot. That, that was what happened first. I pulled into the parking lot. I started to walk in to do the show. And I thought, nah, this isn't the right place. I went back to my car, meditated. Then I, there was some reason I went back into the post office. I think to, either to check the P.O. box or maybe to send my dad a cookie that I had bought for him when I was with Indy last week over at, uh, or you weren't with us last week, but at Pinocchio's. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. I followed my guidance. I sat in my car. I let the bad feeling pass. I got this new inspired feeling to go home and do the show, which I did, which was amazing. But here's the thing. On my way out of the post office, I looked down on the ground as a plastic fork in an, uh, in a, a wrapped in plastic, completely sealed plastic, a perfectly new fork that I could eat my thing with, my, my uh, wow. leftovers with. Now, it's just a fork, but the fact that I had affirmed that God would give me that fork and ended up finding it, lit me up with joy, and just put me into this flow of life. And then from there, every, you know, everything just kind of lined up for me. So Emmett Fox says, Daryl uh, picked out this reading, The Law of Subconscious Activity. As soon as the subconscious mind accepts any idea, it immediately begins trying to put it into effect. It uses all its resources, and these are far greater than is commonly supposed to that end. It uses every bit of knowledge you have ever collected most of which you have totally forgotten, to bring about its purpose. It mobilizes the many mental powers you possess, most of which you never consciously use. It draws on the unlimited energy of the race mind. It lines up all the laws of nature as they operate both inside and outside of you to get its way, to deliver your fork. Sometimes it succeeds in its purpose immediately. Sometimes it takes a little time. Sometimes it takes a long time. But if the thing is not utterly impossible, the subconscious will bring it about. Once it accepts the idea, Daryl talks about that a lot. 
accepting that once your subconscious mind accepts the idea, it's game on. This law is true for both good and bad ideas. This law, when used negatively, brings sickness, trouble, and failure, and when used positively, brings healing, freedom, and success. We give the orders. The subconscious mind does the work. His secret is with the righteous. Proverbs 3.32. Okay. I had one other reading, but I want to get Richard in here first, but I got to get uh, our breaths. We got to do our breaths. Indy, you want to come on in here and have a seat? We'll do, do the it. breaths, and then we will bring Reverend Richard in here. Um, so actually, Michael Schoonover from Unity Way, San Diego, right? He, uh, Unity Way Church Vista. Unity Way Church of Vista. Another great online talk you can find on YouTube. Uh, he sent me this song the other day. Nice. And uh, so these are little affirmation because it doesn't matter. This is what I really suggest. I mean, even if it's five minutes a day, take time to imagine what you want. And the less like urgent, even the better. If it's a, if it's a chocolate cupcake, if it's a donut, if it's, you can tell me where my, my mind is right now. <laughs> if it's like meeting someone, yeah. if it's going somewhere, if it's finding a book, especially if it doesn't have a lot of weight on it, just play around with it. Because when the little things start happening, it will convince your mind that it works. And then the bigger things will come quite easy. Because there's no big or little in God. It's just, what are we willing to believe? What are we able to believe? Right, right. right. Because one way or another, God is going to get you. Let's take a deep breath. Boy, is he. Yes. <laughs> One way or another. God's going to get you, get you, get you, get you. All right. One way or another. God's going to get you, get you, get you, get you. All right, ready? One way or another. Boy, you got me on that one. All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you too, man. Um, all right. Let me just make sure. Yes. I think we are ready. <clears throat> Strap on your helmet. Take your protein pills because <laughs> we have an amazing unity minister from the unity of Phoenix. Name is Reverend Richard Mirage. We first found him through one of the movies, either What is New Thought or, or New Thought, New You, or maybe both. I can't remember. But he was a huge part. When we first met him, we felt like we were meeting, um, you know, a, a rock star that we looked up to or some, you know, some celebrity. And um, because he is someone that we celebrate and is worthy of celebrating and someone who celebrates life all the time. Name is Reverend Richard Mirage from the Unity of Phoenix. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Ed. Nice to be with you again. Lots of prayers and love to Daryl, but uh, yeah. happy New Year to both. How many years has, has this show been on now? Started in 2013, so I think um, we had a few, we had a little hiatus, but basically it started almost 11 years ago. So. Uh, well, it's a show that, uh, that makes a lot of difference in people's lives, and it's a joy to be on. And enjoy to know that you are on and available to people because you guys really bring a powerful and uplifting message and do it in such an entertaining way. I love that, uh, especially. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You know, that's funny because I think it was Napoleon Hill who had this book where he like projected what the future of spirituality and all this stuff would be like. 
And he said, "Enter. It's got. It's going to have to be entertaining. It's going to, you know, like presented in a way with joy." So when you say that, it really means a lot to me. And you're one of those people who also brings the joy. Do you have anything funny you want to share with us before we crack into? Uh, you mean like funny, like a joke? Funny, ha ha. Uh, a funny, ha ha. I heard this one. Um, yeah, let's see it. Um, it said, this guy said, uh, my wife made me, uh, said I have to stop uh, doing an impression of a flamingo. I had to put my foot down. <laughs> right. You know, I failed math so many times in school, I can't even count. <laughs> These are bad, bad jokes. So I hired this handyman and I left a list of five things for him to do. And when I got home at the end of the day, he'd only did the first, the third, and the fifth. Uh, and then I realized he only does odd jobs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <oop. laughs> All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> so, do you have any more or shall we move on with the show? I'm thinking moving on will be the best thing for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your opportunity right there. Yeah, okay. So, you've been listening to the stuff I had to share. I know you saw the... Um, we sent you a reading and you saw the description. What Do you have any thoughts you want to share right off the bat since you've been uh, listening? Sure. I mean, I just want to reiterate some of the stuff you already said, which is about courage. I mean, to me, courage, somebody once said that courage is the greatest of all virtues because it takes courage to live and practice all those other virtues. Mm. You know, I, I that courage is really a choice to choose to live your life and be true to yourself, even when the conditions and circumstances aren't as positive and supportive as as we would like. Right. You know, it takes courage to be true to ourselves, to be honest with ourselves, to be honest with others. And it takes courage to uh, let go. It takes courage to hold on. It takes courage to forgive. So, you know, living takes takes courage. And uh, and I really loved uh, what you said about that. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly, especially when the voice in my head. Is very. I mean, I guess this is really what it really comes down to, especially with this metaphysical way of being, is when there's a little guy inside me that's afraid, right? And I was just noticing in myself the courage to not judge, to not try to protect myself, you know, by cursing or judging other people and stay in the loving, continue to send them love, which is Daryl's great. I feel like Daryl's uh, favorite thing to say about forgiveness is just picture that person happy, and laughing and smiling. And for a while, it didn't really land on me how powerful that is, but I've been using that lately. And it takes courage to do that, right? When, we've, when we're afraid or our pride's been hurt or something like that. So yeah, I hear what you're saying there. Yeah, I mean, courage, I just think it is such a wonderful gift and it's a, such a powerful choice that we make. Because sometimes in our lives, we can feel beat down a bit and feel like, no, I don't want to try. No, I don't want to speak up. No, I don't want to risk yeah. my love no i don't want to you know dream and go after what it is i want because uh, we think we're going to fail or get embarrassed or lose or in some way be negative but it's exactly the opposite i mean when we bring that courage i mean so much more joy and so much excitement and enthusiasm we end up learning more by expressing our courage we feel yeah. more alive and so sometimes we, you're right we just have to stop uh, the voices in our heads that the tell us we can't do it or we're not enough for all these other messages that really aren't true, but boy, they can certainly convince us they're true. Yeah. We convinced that we aren't lovable or that we're not capable. 
and powerful. And that's why I, lo- I love that, that that quote from Scripture, the faith without works is dead, because you're right, the works is more inner works, you know, uh, of, of releasing those unhealthy thoughts and feeding our minds. You know, there's a line in Scripture that says that whatsoever is true or whatsoever is honorable, these are the things to think about. Yeah. And it's to elevate that consciousness and that mindset. And, and that's the thing that helps us have the the courage to press on and keep doing the great things we are called to do. That is so true. I um, I talked about how like I'm catching myself now. I think there's a lot of us who are in service who are very empathetic, and you know that's what makes us good. Carl Rogers, the great psychologist, said like the number one thing that makes someone um that gives someone an aptitude for working with other people, whether it's uh, as a psychologist or a teacher, is empathy. Um, and empathy, he just defined as the ability to feel what someone else is feeling and see what someone else is seeing all the way up to the point where we realize, we still realize it's not happening to us. But what happens for an empath, for anyone who's sensitive, when, if we get tired, we start to go past that line and it starts to feel like it's happening to us, you know? And so I can turn into like, go from loving everyone to all of a sudden, I don't want anyone around me. I start to feel like, super judgmental towards people. But what I notice is when that happens, I, it's, it always leads to some sort of like physical ailment or something. Something will break me down in some way, right? And the key is to start catching it in, and believing that our imagination and our mind and the way we're feeling and thinking actually affects. That's the, that's the precursor to the, to the effects, right? That's the cause. So this last night, I was feeling that like judgmental, and I go, "Okay, I'm catching myself. I'm not going to be fooled by this, because sometimes it feels good. Like I've done all this, and I'm going to leave." But I call myself, and I go, "But I don't want to reap those. I don't want to reap what I would sow if I do that. I want to. We. What's the Indy? What's the name of that minister we watched on YouTube? You sent me, uh, Doctor Darius Daniels on YouTube. Doctor Darius Daniels, great pastor. Yeah, yeah. He talked about plowing the fields." And how important it is to plow the fields. And I feel like when we're doing our inner work, we're sometimes we're planting seeds, but before we can even plant the seed, we got to plow the field. And and he was talking about how God sees the field as full of trees and fruit and vegetables before, while it's still just dirt. And God sees us in our full potential and that God is within us. And so I just, I've been playing a game with myself. I'm finding myself judging, wanting to judge. I'm just going to do what Daryl recommends to see them happy. And I've been having to do it in a very rote way because it's new to me. Like part of me is going, well, I can't do that. What's these? But I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to try it. I'll find one little smiling image in my brain, even if it's for two seconds and go from there. And I've been finding it transforming everything for me because in a matter of days with certain people, I've noticed that sting of resentment that was seemed like it was automatic and I couldn't, it just starts to evaporate and I'm more in tune with who I am and what God has for me and less in tune with the, you know, those judgments and which is all just like you said, an illusion anyway. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think that you're bringing up a really good point, but sometimes we need to just pay attention to what's going on in our mind because sometimes I think we all have stories to tell, you know, that life's unfair or people don't treat ours get, uh, the short end of the stick. And I have to notice with myself and I tell myself, Oh, I pull back from my thought for a second. I say, Hey, look, there's that story again. 
there's that poor me story. Yes. Or judgment. And we're never going to get rid of them, but the more we can pull back and just be aware, oh, there's my mind being judgmental. There's me being uh, 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 resentful. Right. Or there me feeling unworthy. And just being aware of that actually liberates ourselves from it, and then we can uh, allow the, the, the greater truths yeah. of our of how incredible we are yeah because those ongo- those stories are just ongoing you yeah know, they're, they're just our, our humanness and it's how do you walk through that valley but still you know walk to the horizon right you know, still bring in uh the the greater truths just like you're saying you got to plow it you know you got to weed it you see you, you see the forest you see all the growth uh but you, you got to keep doing the, the plowing now to let that growth come forth and i think just being aware of our judgments and being aware of our negative thoughts yeah, uh, of lack or worthiness or whatever form it comes in, it's a the human lower self story that that is always in the background. We just got to bring the truth to the foreground. Right, that's so true. That's so true, and it's yeah. it, it's and that works. Go ahead, courage, and yeah. that work takes daily courage uh, to to you know to keep the mind as as fresh and as open and, and as clear as possible. Yeah. You know, Henry David Thoreau said, like, when we get so overwhelmed with those types of things, you know, it leads us to a place uh, of, of quiet desperation of thinking, my life's never going to get better. You know, mm-hmm. things are never going to, mm-hmm. my relationship, my finances, my my health. And then that's not the truth. And and it is, uh, but we, we buy into it sometimes. And so we got, we got to keep this work and forgiveness is a part of it. You know, being aware of, of those thoughts and lifting ourselves. I'm a huge believer in in the power of meditation and just sitting in the silence mm-hmm. or i'm centered in spirit the things that are not good and not of god just fall away and i just feel a greater sense of peace and i feel an ease and a lightness and then the natural thoughts of love and joy and possibility and abundance just begin to naturally begin to flow you we don't have to do anything yes. about it one let go and just sit, and allow spirit to release those things just that nature of, of good within us just begins uh, to flow. You know, I, I, I heard about a, a study, and they asked the question, which is better for you? Add more posit- positive thoughts to your life or eliminate um, negative thoughts? Which one has a stronger impact uh, on your health and your wholeness and your happiness? And it said, resoundingly, reducing the amount of negativity will automatically lift your life to, to a higher level. And not that there's anything wrong with being more positive. Of course, that's true. But one of the ways is to reduce those underlying negative thoughts um, that sometimes undermine and sabotage our yeah. happiness. The more reduce those, just your natural truth uh, of wholeness, yes. um, spiritual power just rises to the top. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I've been, I was speaking about that earlier this week with a group because. My process is first still my mind, that my vibration starts to rise. And I was thinking, we've talked about this at length on the show, this, this biblical verse about the, the man at the pool who's sitting on his mat, and he's waiting for someone to carry him into this external body of water to be healed. And Jesus says, rise up, lift up your mat, and walk. And what I, one of the things that that speaks to me is rise up in consciousness, through meditation, pick up that old mat, which to me is an old state of mind I've been sitting on, waiting for someone else to carry me. 
And so the Christ is the living water within us that's been there all along. Rise up in consciousness. Connect with that Christ. From there, and I, this is this is. I'm so glad you're saying this because I think some people call it toxic positivity and what they're referring. I don't really like that because I feel like that that comes from a place of what's the use. Sometimes positive is a, you know like is wrong. But no, what I think they're they're really referring to is when we don't take the time to be bring peace first, let our, let our consciousness rise, then there's like a push and pull in the positive. It's almost like we're fighting with ourselves. But when I let that, my spirit rise, and then I affirm from that place, that's where I think the magic happens. That's, and that's where life, I become more kind and loving and just, it's just gentle. That's why I love you. I mean, that's one of the things I love about spending time with you, Richard, is there's a, a gentle, loving um, quality to your voice and to your words and to your message. I was just curious, if you don't mind me taking a little bit of a sidetrack for this question, like who are some of the people who have been the biggest influences for you on your path with this way of life? Or what are some of the people that you go to inside yourself if yeah, you have You know what? I, I, I would differentiate it in, in two ways. One, mm -hmm. for people that I never met, but I read their books. Yes. Uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy, uh, Eric Butterworth, um, even uh, Stephen Covey, his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, really uh, touched me. So I've been, uh, you know, Pramahansa Yogananda. Um, I mean, there have been a lot of people whose books have just touched and inspired me and spoke to my heart and soul in such a great way that it really awakened me. You know, William Ernest Henley, there, there are a whole bunch of people that have done that. In my personal uh, life of, of human interaction, I would say, you know, by far my mom, I mean, she was my rock. And I mean, she was an incredible support, believed in me when I didn't believe in myself exactly. and my family as well. Uh, and I would say, um, you know, th there have probably been a lot of uh, teachers like from high school and and and, and friends and uh, you know and the people that I work with I mean I find myself learning from just about everybody yes you know I see people who do something amazing and in my mind I think wow what an what incredible light that person is and sometimes I want to adopt I'm thinking man they demonstrate that ability so well yeah you know that that, that must be in me and I'd like to cultivate it yeah. to, to reach some so uh, probably th that that's been the greatest ones. It's just seeing people in my everyday life who I, who I realize have such wonderful gifts, and then it, it helps sparks some of that gift uh, within myself. I yeah. mean, even watching like Michael Jordan play basketball mm -hmm. to see some, something they love and do it with such joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, incredible. I remember after my car accident, I was you know I was in a depression for a long time, and I took a course called Introduction to Political Science. And the professor's name was Professor March. And that little guy all over that theater, that lecture theater was bouncing around, filled with joy. And it was almost like the when Harry met Sally thing. I think, I want to have that. I want to have what he's having. Yeah. And I thought it was political science. And so I entered political science. And you know what I found out? It wasn't political science. <laughs> <laughs> what I was he found his passion. And what I saw was his passion. And it wasn't the outer thing he was doing. It was his inner being caught on fire. Yes. He, everything he was here. And it just, and, and that energy was such a joyful thing to be around. Mm -hmm. It helped me a few years to realize 
wasn't about it wasn't about um, political science, but it was finding what what is the joy in me? What is yeah. the fire that I'm here to do? Yeah, and you know the the one thing I think is that you know sometimes when we think about about courage and uh, you know going after your st- dreams and stuff, like I went skydiving and hang gliding, and people think, wow, that took courage. I think it takes more courage to be true to yourself. Yep. It takes courage. Um, and, and not to discount that, but, you know, the way you were describing it, I mean, it, the truth is we live life from the inside out. And the more we can get things straight in here and yeah. centered in here, the more the outer just starts to begin to flow and awaken. Yeah. People are us to help us take our next step. Things are released from us that no longer serve us. And, and, and that courage of living the spiritual life and inner and inside out uh, awareness of how life is um, lived and how life uh, unfolds, I think is, is such a powerful and courageous thing. And I think it's an incredible gift that we get to have uh, yeah. to live in this way. It's just so easy breezy and everything went our way all the time. It wouldn't be as meaningful. It wouldn't be as fulfilling yeah. and, and, and as exciting as, as this adventure we get to have called life. Yeah. I feel you. That's great, man. I mean, that's the transformation I've been experiencing in my work is, and I, I intuitively know this is like, cause I do want to move forward and do other things. But I think when we're in a situation, if we miss that opportunity, if I miss, I don't want to miss the opportunity to realize that I can bring heaven wherever I am. And actually the more I see that, I feel like the more options I have, the more I realize I'm not bound there. I'm there because I chose to come there and there's something I'm doing there that I love, but I'm not bound there. That's one of the things I've been affirming lately, preparing my mind to receive is I have options. I have plenty of options and I love choosing between them because my brain was telling a story that I didn't have options and that was feeling. And so I wasn't seeing them and that was making me feel bad. Like I'm trapped. So whatever it is, Ernest, I mean, uh, Emmett Fox would call it mental equivalent, you know, create the mental equivalent within and it may seem like it's not as bold of a step. You're like, I should just quit. But I love Abraham Hicks teachings. And one of the things they say is like, cultivate the feeling. And the, it's new thought. I mean, it's all these, create the feeling. Because I'm telling God, like, as soon as I see the option and I see what the thing is, I'll go. But create the feeling. And all this work I'm doing, plowing the fields in my consciousness, while it's, sometimes it's not as like sexy as going, I just told him to, you know. But I know that my next, I'm going to leave this a success and move, go from success to greater success. Not, I failed and I had to run away. It's going to be success. And I'm seeing and appreciating the success I wasn't appreciating before. And so that's me doing my part, right? So I appreciate that. Right. Hey, I, you just triggered a memory of a quote by uh, Churchill. He said, um, he said, courage is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Uh-huh. But I said, it really, it, it, it's also, uh, your mindset could be going from success to success without losing yeah. enthusiasm. You know, right. while life always go perfect, it's like we can reprogram it, you know, and like you say, you prepare your, 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 your mind to receive the abundance. Yeah. Because if it's not prepared, no matter how much abundance is there, you can't really uh, let it in and allow it. And so, right. Yeah. I bet. Um, when, who, who did you say that was from, Churchill? Yeah, Churchill. I bet when Churchill was talking to Daryl and Ed and Reverend Richard, he said what, what I said. But he said, yeah. he didn't want to go too positive for those Brits. Right. And like, who's this guy? You know, that's, 
It's funny. I had a funny. No, never mind. I can't go into that right now. But um, do you have the reading? Because I want to. I want to maybe five minutes wrap this up. Because I know you got to talk to write, and I appreciate right. your time. Did 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 you get the reading that we sent you? Uh, I I think it's what you read this morning. Okay, there's another reading. Maybe I didn't send it to you. Can okay. I read this reading that Daryl? Yeah. Actually, behind door number one is Joyce Kramer, the reading that Daryl sent me. I also have an amazing reading from... I, I'm just going to say this. If you haven't read Game of Life, how to play it, I've been reading it with a bunch of different people. I'm Florence Scovel Shin. Um, I'm going to read this. I got to read this. It, it, this popped out to me this morning. It goes right with the show. So we're going behind door number two, which is Game of Life. And it's funny. Daryl loves this book. He loves to keep it simple. He set me up with a group of his friends from New Jersey who now I'm hanging out with and reading this new thought. And he hasn't been coming, but it was awesome. He would have pulled his hair out because people in the beginning of the call, everyone was like, well, this book's so simple. But once we started talking about it and how we've been applying it, we've been on fire and it gave me a deeper appreciation for how simple it really is. But she said in the page 19, the law of prosperity, man can only receive what he sees himself receiving. The children of Israel were, Israel were told that they could have all the land they could see. This is true of every man. He has only the land or woman or person within their own mental vision. Every great work, every big accomplishment has been brought into manifestation through holding to the vision. And often just before the big achievement comes apparent failure and discouragement. However, the one who knows spiritual law is undisturbed by appearance and rejoices while he is yet in captivity. That is, he holds to his vision and gives thanks that the end is accomplished and he has received. And I think that's what, um, uh, that's, I think that's what Churchill was getting at. Like, what might look like failure to other people, if when you start playing your own game and live by the vision, it does not matter. You can't, Reverend Ike said, you can't lose with the stuff we use. And it is true. There's never loss in God. There's never loss in God. Yeah, one of my favorite scriptures in the book of Genesis, uh, it's God speaking to uh, Abraham, and it says, um, you know, as from where you stand right now, as far as you could see to the north and the south and the east and west, you know, I will give to you and your offspring uh, forever. And it's really the same. It doesn't matter where you are in your life right now. What matters more is how far can you see? Yeah. You know, what possibility? What's that new direction you want to move towards? Because sometimes our conditions aren't ideal, but this incredible gift of our imagination and our ability to set an intention and to move our lives forward is a powerful, a powerful tool, you know, that that, that we need to, to 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 utilize wherever we are in our life. We can yes. you know, we can create more, we can see uh more. Yes. Yes, you know, uh, I'll read the last paragraph of what Daryl chose for the show. This is from Joyce Kramer, an amazing unity minister who um, Sammy Smith put together all her work. She's no longer in her body, but her spirit is with us right now. She says, sometimes we feel that others cause our problems and get us down. People can irritate us only as much as we allow them to do so. We can protect ourselves from all outer attacks and negative words and thoughts by surrounding ourselves with the light of God. By keeping our mind on the, only on the good and the beautiful, no other person can shake us up in any area. Our true strength, our inner strength, is our inner strength because God dwells within us and God power can overcome any error condition in the outer. 
that God would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner being. Ephesians 3.16 from Joyce Kramer. Amen to that. Amen. Um, so, anything else? Any parting words before we let you go off and write your truth talk? I can't wait to hear it. No, I just want to say thanks for this opportunity. It's uh, always a joy to be um, on the show. Nice to see the new studio, or it's new to me. Yeah. I have been on since. So, if you're, yeah, so lots to Daryl and, and to you as well, and I'll, I'll look forward to the next time I'm on the show. Um, what? Uh, tell people how they can find you online, just a reminder. Sure, it's, uh, they can go online. Our website is unityphx.org. Uh, and you can get our lessons uh, from uh, every Sunday and Wednesday. They're posted there uh, on, on on the website, on YouTube. And uh, yeah, if you're ever in Phoenix, come on by live 9, 11 every Sunday, 7 p.m. on Wednesday. It's a joy to get to do this uh, wonderful work of ministry. And I always say there's always enough and always room for more because the more people speaking the truth, the more pe- people reminding us of our spiritual greatness and our ability to be uh, beams and lights of love and joy and possibility, I think the better the world is. So yeah, um, in the world a better place, and and so am I in the work we do, and, and so many others, uh, Reverend Joyce, still making a difference beyond yeah. uh, with teaching. So it's a beautiful gift we get to do this work. Yeah, man. We, thank you so much. Indy and I are high as kites over here. Right, Indy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this stuff works. It's amazing. Um, You know... First of all, hit DarylNed.com if you want to find links to what we do. We're over here at Chobo Studios. We want to thank you. And you know what Blondie said about God, right? Origi- these are the original lyrics that not everyone knows about. <clears throat> it looks like Indy's coming in here. but So um, Blondie knew that we're never really alone, right? Our minds can wander all over the place, come up with these nightmares. But the good news is God will... Drive past your house, and if the lights are all down, God who's around. One way or another, God's gonna find ya. He's gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, God's gonna win ya. He's gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, God's gonna see ya. God's gonna meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet ya. One day, maybe next week, God's gonna meet ya. Gonna meet ya, God'll meet ya. One way. Reverend Richard. Subscribe on YouTube. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. $500. Really? See, $200 for this. $100 for you. What the hell? <laughs> oh, no, no. $100 for you. Are you serious? Yeah, I'll give you $100. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.
When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.